welcome to the Commission Bread Podcast, a mortgage professional's complete guide on how to successfully scale your business and not fall into the trap of commission breath. And now your hosts, Brandon Love and Tom Moffat. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Commission Breath. Today, we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit and show kind of what goes into making a mortgage from the tech perspective. So I am kind of the way of the dinosaur where I had virtually no tech involved, a little bit here and there. And Tom was kind of like the astronaut where I think he had an automation and tech feature for everything built out. And now we've merged our business. So it's been one of those things like a little bit of a give and take or when a couple moves into a place together where some of the sports stuff has been moved to the garage in the basement and we're finding our happy medium in terms of tech. You always come up with some fancy analogies, man. I love that. That's like right off the top, eh? Just off the cuff. Off the cuff. There we go. Love it. Yeah, like Brandon said, I think it's funny because since merging businesses, we've kind of met in the middle, which has been nice. Like you mentioned, you were kind of the dinosaur. I was the astronaut, but I feel like I was way too deep into the automation game and you know, shiny object syndrome with automations and different tech. Whereas like you may have been down to the bottom of terms of like implementing some of the tech, but yeah, now we've kind of met in the middle. So maybe today we can highlight some of the tech that we use today. We won't name names of some of the programs we've ditched, but maybe we can go over some of the types of things that we kind of pushed out of the business to really just get rid of the clutter. Exactly. I think that's just it. This clutter is sometimes you're spending so much time in a system that it becomes one, a shiny object. Yeah. Or two, a reason to not go do the thing you actually should be doing. Like you're inputting someone into a CRM instead of just picking up the phone and calling that person. So you take the path of least resistance there and the tech sometimes makes that too easy. Oh yeah, 100%, man. I've been there before. Well, why don't we start with the reason why we came up with this episode is someone actually reached out to ask us to compare Bomb Bomb versus Loom. So why don't we start there? Because you use Loom and I use bomb bomb. So I'm familiar with both. I've used both, but I was an earlier adapter to loom before loom kind of made all these cool updates. So I'll start by saying like, I'm pro loom. If I can go back, I would probably stick with loom because a it's cheaper Two, I think it has AI in it now. Right. So like develops that like description for your videos, which is really cool. And I don't need any of the other stuff on the back end for BombBomb. Like BombBomb has an automation piece to it. It has like an actual CRM database component to it, which I don't even use. So you're kind of paying extra for that. Whereas Loom is straight to the point. It's like, hey, this is screen recording. This is what we do. We're the cream of the crop. We're cheaper. And that's all we stick to. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why I went to Loom in the first place. Full transparency was I put the two of them on the screen side by side. Loom was significantly cheaper. So I went that route. And I use it for everything in my business from budget reviews with clients, signing packages, even just sending a quick update to you on where our business is at, Friday video to realtors. It's awesome. And the automation piece is really cool. So what it does is it takes your video and it writes a description, which often sounds a lot more eloquent, better written than what you said. So I even know a few brokers that are taking that AI text, re-recording their initial video and using draft two of it. The other piece it does is it will summarize it in an email as well. So when you send your client the Loom video, you just embed it in, I use G Suite and Gmail, and it has the full email written out for you. Uh, okay. So it's not just using the words you 
said in the video, it's actually crafting into something that sounds better. Exactly. So yeah. my one, I did like a comparison of a few different rates and terms. And it was like in this video, Brandon gives you a breakdown of three different products and why each might be a fit for you. Yeah, that's cool, man. And I'm just thinking of this now, like the reason why I went with Bomb Bomb is because like, is it GIF or GIF? I don't even, I don't know whatever it is, GIF. <laughs> they had that feature, Loom did not. And that was a big thing for me. I loved having that embedded in emails, but now Loom has it. I still think Bomb Bombs looks better and it shows like the length of the video in it, which is pretty cool, but that's such a small detail. One big thing that I do not like about Bomb Bomb is the fact that you don't have a pause button. So when you screen record, it's just play or stop. There's no actual pause. So when we're doing signing packages, if you mess up and you say something you really don't want to go out to the client, you're screwed. You got to start over. And I know that's something Lizzie absolutely hates about Bomb Bomb. So maybe we're making the transition. However, I don't want to bash Bomb Bomb. If you're listening, guys, Bomb Bomb company, don't hate us. <laughs> One pro about Bomb Bomb is the fact that there's an app for it as well. And I love using that because I could just text message these videos to specifically my realtor partners and clients. And with iPhones and the iMessage, it actually shows that thumbnail in the text message, which is really cool. It was a sexier option. It was like the sexier twin, but you know, now Loom's catching up. It's a competitive space. So I think both will continue to make leaps and strides there. All right. So video we're using a lot. We were both on the same page there. I think another piece that we both really had level ground on was the usage of yam, spelled like the vegetable, but with an extra M. That's an amazing way to send one-to-one -one emails in batches. So you can put your whole realtor list on there, but you can message all at once and it's going to look like, hey, Tom, and there's none of this like unsubscribe crap at the bottom. There's no like MailChimp logo. It just looks very authentic. Yeah, I absolutely love Yam. And it's literally like 50 bucks a year. It's so cheap. And I love it because of the fact that you're sending these one-to-one -one emails out, but it's at a mass scale. So you're not sitting there composing one-by-one -one emails. I don't know what the limit is. I think it goes to the max limit that Gmail allows you to send out to. I want to say it's like uh, 1,500, maybe a bit more than that a day, yeah. uh, which is should be more than enough unless you're sending out an email to your whole database through Yam. But we specifically use it for our realtor partners with our Friday emails. And I love it because you can track the opens, the clicks. And if you want to toss in an unsubscribe link to it too, you can do that. And it'll show who's unsubscribed from it as well. Yeah, it's nice seeing the open rate. You can kind of see thematically when you bring up certain topics in the industry or if you highlight certain phrases and stuff like that who's opening that and then compare it to other weeks where you might not have had a catchy title or it was like a boring topic and you can really see the drop off there so it just shows you how to tweak and modify for future marketing yeah and what i'm doing lately too is i'm looking at the percentages of opens and clicks what i did today was i actually took the top five and i'm using that for realtor content on my social so I'm targeting realtors on my social. That's a whole other conversation. But what I'm doing is I'm taking those subjects and then I'm breaking them down. And first of all, making content specific to those, but also I'm piggybacking off of that for ideas to keep expanding on those. Yeah, I love that. Another thing I just thought of when we had done the reasons to call and like the ask muscle episodes, one thing I do with my YAM list is if I see for a few weeks, a realtor is not opening things and they're falling off, I'll call them and I'll be like, hey, just wanted to see if you're still finding value in the Friday videos I send. Is there anything that you want me to talk about more? 
and it just kind of reinvigorates the relationship, puts a little blood back in them. And they don't know you're doing a side-by-side -side comparison week over week. I'm not opening your email. So it's really a subtle way to get back in there. Yeah, exactly. They don't know that. It's kind of like a little incognito effect there. Yeah. And I also use that too for the same reason, but I actually look at the clicks and see who's clicked it. And that'll be my follow-up message too on the Monday. Like, hey, hey, Mr. Realtor, just wondering if you saw my Friday video. If so, like, is there anything that you want me to include on the next week? For sure. That's awesome. There's one other thing that I use, and this will basically be a wrap on what I was using as tech. And that is Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. I've used this for going on two years straight right now, tracking everything. So like this podcast, I have pressed start on the podcast recording. When I'm underwriting, I switch to underwriting, so on and so forth. So I know each week, one, how many hours I put in, but then also how I'm allocating those hours. So when we're looking to like hire and grow our team, I can say, okay, you know what? Fulfillment took this amount of time, or we paid Lizzie or whoever it is X amount for fulfillment for this time. What's the cost to add to that to make it easier for her or if, if she's overburdened, so on and so forth. And you can see where your time's going, where to free it up. But then also it shows you a lot of waste. So if I feel like I'm spending way too much time on client care, why is that? And go back and ask yourself why several times to get to the bottom of maybe you've confused the clients or maybe you haven't been clear enough on a few detailed points. So they're having several follow-up meetings with you. So just different things like that. Yeah, I actually have been wanting to implement that because I know we chatted about this a while ago when we first started Leadvine, we had our dialers using Toggle, right? Same app? Yeah. yeah. Same app. And for me, I wanted to implement it into my business too. I just haven't had the time to sit there and kind of like, like, do you organize things in the app specific to like different tasks? Yeah, so basically it'll say like, client care, project client care, underwriting, so on and so forth. I used to do it really granular to like client care specific client when I was trying to figure out how much was going into each file. But then as my book grew, it was just too much switching. Like the actual toggling was a time waster, I felt. So now I just go kind of broad overview. So if I'm on the phone with a lender, I switch it to underwriting. If I'm in a meeting with you talking about like Leadvine, commission breath, mortgages, et cetera. It's like business development and just things like that. So at the end of the week, I can look and it'll say like, you worked 36 hours this week and, you know, 10 hours was on client care. It's like, well, that's a lot of client care this week. Like what went wrong? Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. And it's better that you kind of generalize it versus like going super granular because I would probably be the guy doing the super granular too. You almost need like to track how much time you're tracking on toggle in a way, if you're at that point. Exactly. When you go too granular on anything, and I feel this way about like CRMs and any tech, any tool, if you go too far on it, it's like a diet that's too rigid and it doesn't account for that day you have a hamburger or like a day that you just don't do it and you feel like you can't catch up because it's too, yeah. <laughs> it's too fine. Whereas when it's a little bit rough around the edges, it shows a clearer picture in time. Like now I have a year over year data points on things. It's pretty clear to me on areas that I need to optimize. Yeah, that's just like automation too. The more automation you build out, just know you can get to a certain point where you're spending more time on fixing and tweaking the automation that you've built out. So there's that fine line, like I'm all for automation, but if you're building out too much of it, there's bound to be some complications and things that you need to fix in the future that you're just gonna be boggled down and wasting time with automation when you should be out there 
making 10, 15 more calls, or maybe it's more DMs, whatever you're doing for your prospecting, you're much better off doing that versus setting up automations. 100% kind of had that problem when we first merged our businesses, which is about a month ago now, you had so many different like tools and things in place. I was like, holy fuck, like, I would need a week just to sit down and learn how to use this shit. So I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm not doing that. And this kind of yeah. way, pushed away the stuff that didn't really matter to me. And I think we found that happy medium with a few things. So why don't we dive into some of those tools that we're both finding value in right now? Yeah, so we've narrowed it down because we are using two different CRMs, a bunch of different programs to mix everything in that I kind of just shed as like, you know what, Brandon's right. I'm probably spending too much time on these. I think it was like two or three programs I was using. Let's just narrow everything down into one CRM which fortunately for us, high level was one that we're already piggybacking off of for Leadvine. Like high level, for those that are listening, you're probably not familiar with it because it's huge in the States, like huge, huge CRM in the States. It's growing like crazy. They've been around for I think five years now. We piggyback off of them kind of like, I won't name names, you know, a, a bigger CRM. We're like the brother underneath it. And that was with Leadvine, whereas we were already building that out. So we just had one main CRM that we used off of that. And that's what we continue to use. And the reason why we love that is because we can do everything off it in terms of lead gen and managing our mortgages. So we have our business number, which if someone calls it, it goes out to our whole team. Whoever answers it first, answers it first. That's how it works. Super simple. We have two-way texting. If we're texting clients, realtor partners, we can have it off of one main line. And that comes into our all-in-one inbox where everything feeds into it. So it makes things super simple all in one place. And that was like the key to us, like merging everything because we had all these different CRMs and using high level allowed us to get to that one hub, so to speak. Exactly. And it's a nice tool that way. It took a lot to build it out. So like if you go through yeah, high level, I would just say, just shoot us a message for what's called the snapshot and we'll get you on the lead line snapshot that way because it was a lot of customization going that way. And we were trying to build more of the model around lead line, which we've since steered away from so yeah, exactly. you're building this out from scratch it's going to be overwhelming if you go to like go high level and, and then see that but you can have our snapshot loaded in there and yeah one thing i really like about it is the visual piece of it looks similar to anyone who's used trello with the pieces you can drag along for each step but when you drag it it triggers an automation and a follow-up response with the client i really like that piece yeah, and you can go crazy with the automations built off of that, or you can make it super simple. And that's what we did. We just dialed it into simple, and we have the automations built off of the different stages, just like most CRMs. But I found that it's just like way more user-friendly using it. But yeah, I spent hours building out all of the different back-end pieces to make it like mortgage-specific. So if you're out there and you're thinking of using high-level, just like Brand said, shoot us a DM We'll hook you up with the snapshot. So that leads us to our last one. I want to toss this one in, Yesware. And this was one that adamant that we use for our business because I know you haven't started using it yet, Brandon, but you'll absolutely love it. We just made the transition to our all-in-one inbox, which is probably another future episode that we can chat about. But the Yesware is really cool. It's an email template software that hooks up into your Gmail. Yeah, I think you can use it for Outlook too. And essentially it's a hub to have all of your email templates stored. And within like two or three clicks, 
you have your email template loaded into your message. And then you can insert like the first name, last name, whatever you want in that email. You can do that just by like clicking it, typing it in to do a toggle on this compared to like writing it out. But it, it's probably saves me hours through the month. Yeah, I remember when we were in Kelowna and like I was sitting beside you and you were firing off these like quick yes wares and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> I had a few like drafts saved within Gmail that I was just like copy and pasting, but I saw that I was like, okay, this is something that I need to implement and take advantage of. So I'm glad now that as teammates, you've built that side out. It's a big win for me. Yeah, and all we have to do is we still have to do it, but we're going to sit down one day and go through the templated emails that I have built out based off of client journey and lawyer partners, realtor partners. We're going to sit down, tweak it to how we both like it, and then it's ready to go, man. That's why I love it because with the all-in-one inbox too, like the whole team can use Yesware and click. If you have an assistant, it's like, hey, I've got the template built out for you. Why don't you just go in there and click the template? draft it for me. If you really want to micromanage, you can have them draft it and then review it after before you send it out. For sure. And what I like about that is with that consistency, you can then do different split tests, like have draft email, client onboarding one, onboarding two, see which one is getting you more booked meetings. And then from those booked meetings, you have your kind of different style discovery calls, which one leads to more applications. So you can go granular on the steps of like the game tape within your mortgage and really get a lot more clarity there. Yeah, 100%, man. Awesome. I think that's enough for one episode. That's probably a lot of info into one. And you know what, man? It's been a lot of fun having you back and just the OGs coming back for an episode. So it's been good, man. Well, let's do a little quick recap on the tools just for anyone. We'll put it yeah. too. But we got Toggle for tracking your time. We have Yam with the extra M for email analytics, as well as just like one-to-one emails. Go high level with the Leadvine snapshot for CRM and lead management tool. And then the last one is Yesware. Did I miss anything there? Bomb Bomb Loom. Bomb Bomb Loom and yeah. Bomb Bomb Loom. Obviously you need a video one. Yeah, just pick one of the two. You don't need both. Yeah. All right, everyone. We will catch you next week. Have an awesome week. All right, see you guys. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production. 